Hi, so we continue by going through the paralegal rules of conduct. So the law society has the right to make rules, regulations, and bylaws to govern the legal profession. Uh, sorry, to govern the professional conduct of Ontario's paralegals and, and lawyers, right? So the law society makes rules in order to govern the legal profession. You know, um, through their elected ventures, Ontario paralegals and lawyers determine what conduct is required, permitted, or prohibited. So, in a way, we're lucky because, you know, we, uh, we, are, we have an opportunity to elect ventures, you know, as paralegals in Ontario. And we are able to determine what conduct is required, permitted, or prohibited, right? So it is what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, and what is prohibited, meaning forbidden. The Act also gives the Law Society the ability to discipline those who do not adhere to that conduct, right? So once the once they make rules on what or not what sorry once they make rules on what conduct is permitted or prohibited then the law society has the ability to discipline those who do not follow these uh who do not follow these rules the paralegal rules guidelines and bylaws made under the act were adopted to govern the professional conduct of ontario paralegals right so these professional rules and, and guidelines they were they were adopted to govern right to, to govern the professional conduct you know, it's like making sure that like paralegals are conducting themselves professionally and, you know, it's governing the professional conduct of Ontario paralegals, right? So there are nine paralegal rules. The first one is citation and interpretation. Here you can find the key items or terms used in the paralegal rules. And the second rule is professionalism. And it deals with the paralegal's general duties of integrity and civility and addresses outside interests such as acting as a mediator, undertakings, and trust conditions. Right, so this is like, um, is the paralegal acting with integrity and civility when dealing with clients um, or other members of the profession or other parties? And, you know, how does a paralegal address outside concerns? How do they act as a mediator? You know, how do they perform undertakings and trust conditions? Rule 2 also prohibits us paralegals from discriminating or engaging in sexual or other forms of harassment, right? So it's saying that we are not allowed to participate or discriminate in, in sexual or other forms of harassment. That's a no. And rule two also includes uh, the special responsibility we have as paralegals to respect the requirements of human right laws in force in Ontario. So we have to make sure we are respecting the human, uh, you know, the human right laws and we are respecting the requirements of the human right laws in Ontario. The third rule is duty to, the third rule is duty to clients. It covers the many issues relating to the paralegal-client relationship, right? So these include, as a paralegal, our competence when uh, 
dealing with clients, the quality of service we provide, how we advise clients, confidentiality, how we approach conflicts of interest, how we do business with the client, uh, client property, and withdrawal from representation. Rule four is advocacy contains a series of rules to govern how, as a paralegal, we should conduct ourselves when acting as an advocate and includes our duties to a tribunal, right? It's like, how do we conduct ourselves when acting as an advocate, you know, and our duties to a tribunal, the duties we have towards the tribunal, the agreement on guilty pleas, how we interview witnesses, how we communicate with witnesses, how we give testimony, and how we deal with unrepresented persons. So that's where you can find that in Rule 4. Rule 5 is fees and retainers. Um, it outlines fee billing issues. So if we have issues with fees and billing or, we, or like contingency fees, fee splitting and referral fees, we can find all that in rule five. Rule six is duty to administration of justice. It sets our, our, our obligation to the justice system as paralegal. So what does this include? So this includes the duty to encourage respect for the system and to uphold the security of court facilities. It also includes our obligations when making public appearances or statements, the duty we have to prevent unauthorized practice and the obligations of a paralegal whose license is to provide legal services, like if our license has been suspended as a paralegal. That's where we can find all that in Rule 6. Now, Rule 7 is duty to licensees and others. It deals with you know, how as paralegals are duties of courtesy and good faith. And it discusses how as paralegals we must treat other paralegals, lawyers, and any other individuals we may deal with while providing legal services. So all that can be found in Rule 7. Now, Rule 8 is practice management. It outlines how as paralegals we should manage our practice and the requirements for paralegal firm names and advertising, as well as professional liability insurance. Rule 9 is the responsibility to a law society. It discusses our obligations as paralegal to respond to a law society and to report misconduct and certain offenses, as well as the law society's discipline authority. The guidelines have been created to assist us paralegals with the interpretation and application of the paralegal rules, right? So if we're reading the paralegal rules and we're not sure how to interpret the rules or apply the rules, then we can use the guidelines to further interpret the rules. So we have to keep in mind that neither the paralegal rules nor guidelines can cover every situation. They should be interpreted and applied with common sense and in a manner consistent with the public interest and the integrity of the legal professions. So what happens, um, okay, so there may be situations where as a paralegal, your sense of what is right may conflict uh, with what is outlined in the paralegal rules and guidelines. So what do you do in this situation? So in this situation, as a paralegal, you are obliged to comply with the paralegal rules and the guidelines regardless of whether you believe or agree with them. 
So what happens when you're faced with an ethical problem or a question to be resolved? What do you do? So the Law Society recommends that as paralegals, we should consider the following step. So the first thing is we have to identify the ethical issue or the professional responsibility we have. And then we have to review and apply the the applicable rules, case by law, legislation, or secondary sources. And then we have to list the possible options and assess the risk based on applicable rules, case law, legislation, or secondary sources. And finally, seek guidance and support, for example, from the Law Society's Practice Management Helpline, Coach and Advisor Network, or other resources. And then finally, document the decision-making process and course of action. So why were the paralegal rules and guidelines created? They were created to ensure a high standard of conduct for the protection and and benefit of the public interest. So failure to comply with the paralegal rules and guidelines may, may prejudice a client's rights, discredit the profession, and result in discipline by the law society. So that is it for this section.